in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And a good Friday to you all here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get in the chat with us. And uh, nothing to vote on today as we had our champion crowned yesterday in the most overrated bands bracket of uh, yeah Bruce Springsteen taking home the title as the most overrated of all time. And now with that out of the way, everything shifts to the NFL draft. We are less than two weeks away. We're 13 days away from April 28th. The first round of the draft, which will be covered live in the Sportsocracy on YouTube. And Jeremy Green, as you heard on the Adam Gold Show with um, uh, 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 the, the fill-in Hayes host Permar. there, Hayes Permar. There you go. You, I you absolutely me love up with, him, by the way. You messed me up with the whole Hay- Walker, Hayes, Alvin Kamara thing. Well, here's like, the thing. I'm running on nothing but caffeine. Like, I, I, have, I have ingested enough caffeine <laughs> in the last 48 hours. That Keith Richards would look at me and go, "Dog, you gonna need to calm down. Yeah, that's you need that's sleep. not healthy. You need some sleep." Uh, well, good thing the weekend's coming up. Well, maybe some sleep will be in the forecast for Jeremy Green. A whole lot of fun's gonna be in the forecast for me as my plans on Easter Sunday are to go and see for the first time live the Bristol Dirt Race, and it's gonna be a night race this weekend. Uh, at Bristol Motor Speedway. Going to be a whole lot of fun doing that. We've got... Uh, that night. That's a word that's barred on this show for today. Night? Night, nap, sleep, <laughs> insomnia. Anything that has to do with me closing my eyes for longer than blinking. Okay, so no talking about golf. There you go. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, the golf this week is at uh, at Harbortown, which if you can't score at Harbortown, you can't score anywhere. Harbortown, is that next to Flavortown? Is that... Who's shocked? Who's shocked <laughs> that you say town and he immediately goes to Guy Fieri? Uh, yep. Yep, pretty much. No, of course, I know Harbortown down there in Hilton Head, South Carolina. I have driven by the place several times. i uh, never been there to play because I don't play golf. But, uh, yeah, so you got a, you got a good scoring golf course uh, this weekend, so should be some good golf as well. we got the NBA playoffs. Jeremy's going to give you his picks for tonight's play-in games. Hammer. There is a hammer. I don't care how high this number gets. I do not care on either game. I do not care where the number goes. This is one of those times that Vegas has to be sitting around going, well, this is not going to go good. You want to bet good. You try to bet good. And today you should bet good. You got the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers at 730 tonight. Um, I, I think we should all favor the Atlanta Hawks in that one. Cleveland has been on the backslide here, and it actually looked like uh, – there was a playoff team on the on the court the other night in the game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. Unfortunately, the Charlotte Hornets were not that team that looked like a playoff team. Uh, and then we got the New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Clippers 
in the late game tonight at 10 o'clock. And no Paul George for them. So don't like that either. Now the New Orleans Pelicans making the playoffs without Zion Williamson. How good they, can they be when he comes back? Ugh. Not I, looking forward there to is that nothing talk. I want more than with all of the the the, the slights and the backhanded compliments for Zion Williamson to just come out Willis Reed style tonight with a Superman cape on like Daddy's home. <laughs> hey, I'll watch this. You remember what you, you remember when they took me to the draft number one overall instead of John Morant? Let me show you why. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he comes that's, up that's with another. One hundred percent not going to happen. No. But, man, I wish it would. <laughs> Uh, but the NFL draft just uh, 13 days away. Yes, the rumors are flying again with the Carolina Panthers and what their plans at quarterback are going to be. So we're gonna, don't yeah, do it. Yeah, it's every day. Every day we got a new story, and so we'll talk about that coming up in the four o'clock hour. We will talk about the uh, big tennis event going on down at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, as the Billy Jean King Cup qualifier is underway uh, with the U.S facing ukraine i heard that the opening ceremonies uh, boss man brian hall came back told us that it was a, it was a great event billy jean king was there uh this is the first year that the the this used to be the fed cup now it's been named after billy jean king and she was there for the opening ceremonies he said there was there was rarely a dry eye in the house uh as it was a very emotional scene because of the support that you know everyone in the u.s or not everyone but uh, you know uh, the smart ones of us are giving the Ukraine during this uh, tough time in their country. Melissa Level, the marketing director for Ingalls Supermarkets, supposed to join us uh, on the phone from the event. And, you know, if you missed today's activities, you can go tomorrow where there will be three matches of the women playing. Uh, and you can get those tickets at USTA.com slash BJKC. We know who's going to be at the draft, or at least in the green room for the NFL draft in 13 days they released the list today of the 21 guys that are going to be there and actually Carolina Panther fans you might be interested to know that Kenny Pickett's name is not on this list so that doesn't necessarily mean anything it he's gonna be shopping for little tiny gloves for his little tiny hands <laughs> <laughs> he was afraid of the handshake that's what it was he thought oh, yeah. as soon as i go up there to shake roger goodell's hand everybody's gonna go oh he's this. afraid roger goodell would do that thing like and just look down at yeah. it like what oh, what but no right no like that time i shook hands with Dwayne shincius and went oh i have teeny tiny little hands uh but kenny pickett not gonna be at the draft now he could just be hanging out at home or whatever mm but maybe it's also a sign that he's gotten him and his people have gotten some signs that he may not be drafted in the first round. Well, this comes from the league. So it, basically they try to, I mean, they only have the Intel that they get from teams. If Kenny Pickett doesn't go at six, there is, I would say a better than 50, 50 shot. He doesn't go in the first round, mm -hmm. which is the reason I have been screaming from the rooftops that Carolina should avoid him. Like he was on fire, but Number one question when I saw this list, who's the last one? Who's the, who's the one that gets to play that fun game of nobody's left but me? Uh, I believe it would be, I would say Devontae Wyatt would be on that short list he for me. Is, he's one of the ones on the list for me. Matt Corral would be the other one. He's on the list, but I don't think it will be him. And then and then there's George Karloftis from Purdue. That's my final two would be George Karloftis and Nicobe Dean. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody else, I feel like, has a great shot at going in the first round. Kyler Gordon, I can't see him really falling past. I think uh, I think the last mock that I did myself, I had him going to Buffalo. This is always a gr- good truth serum because y- y- the league does its due diligence. They don't want things to happen like happened with Geno Smith where he has to leave because I'm not going tonight right. and I'm really tired of that camera being in my face. Do you remember the Geno Smith draft? I do. Do you remember what happened when he actually got drafted? No. He wasn't there. Oh. He I was sitting that. in his hotel room waiting on somebody to call because he had no idea how long it was going to last. Oh, and then he showed up. And then he afterward. showed up like nine picks later. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to shake hands now like Geno Smith is the future of the franchise. I do remember that. Hey, you know what team did that? My team. My team did that. Uh-huh. You want to know why, I, why I'm such an angry person? Because I love the NFL draft, and my team – doesn't do it so good. Doesn't do it so good. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau, all the guys that are right there at the top. I think they're all on this list. I didn't see – I didn't notice any guy that we have projected to go in the top ten that wasn't on this list. No. They've, they've, done, a, they've done a good job. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see the big slide. If there was one that I'm a little nervous on, it's it's Carl Loftus. I'm a little nervous on Nicobe Dean, too, because the, the narrative on him has shifted to such a point because he's so short. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams just look at this and go, he's too short to play Mike Linebacker in the NFL. Now, do I agree with that? No, not particularly. It's just like George Karloftis. I got it, first of all, next week, new segment, stupid things people say to me. I am all the way in on this. I've been going through YouTube comments. We've been putting out our our perfect A-plus mock drafts, and we've been getting wonderful feedback, some very informed takes. And and then there's that, like, 5% where you go, did you think about that before you said it? Because those are, the always, those are always the ones that call me names or call me an idiot or say, you just don't know what you're talking about. And after about the ninth one of those, I went, I see a segment. I see an ability to make jokey jokes. And today, we had a doozy. Oh, did we? Okay. You should probably use that Google box before you call somebody a moron when you have seven complete fallacies in the thing that you send back to the idiot. Ah, nice. Yeah, you always want to check. Luke Fortner's a great tackle. That's where I went, oh, boy. Oh, that's 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 not good at all. That's that's bad. Yeah, he's... He's a center, right? Yeah, he's not a tackle. Yeah interesting uh well i mean everybody's got their opinion uh and it doesn't mean that your opinion's great it's just you know what's that old saying we all have opinions and they're like a certain part of your anatomy uh, i've always heard they're like vacuum cleaners okay most of them are terrible <laughs> most of them suck i would uh, think that would be the well i didn't the, know if i could say that or not well right. i mean we're talking about vacuum cleaners here it's not like that's uh yeah, you know, too, it's not like you're being weird. Too far. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Stephen Tao asks in the comments of the uh, YouTube stream, you want to get in on that, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're going to get some USFL betting picks. Come on. No. Come on. Oh. No. Uh-uh. If I start betting USFL games, I need somebody to house an intervention. Somebody in the comments said they'll be our baseball betting guy. All the way in. Yeah, because Jeremy doesn't bet baseball. He, and I don't, I'll I, take I the mean, Milwaukee beers plus one and a half points. 
points. Nice. Yeah, I did it. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, No, baseball, baseball betting. I've. I don't understand it, uh, and and Jeremy just feels like it's useless. It is because everybody's always a one and a half run favorite. Mm-hmm. No, and it's always there's no skill to that, and it's always like minus one ten for yeah. The favorite. No. Like I need so I need something like tonight where there is there's a line out there, and I'm looking at it going, hmm, I think you're doing this wrong. So so spicy uh, on the baseball betting picks. Uh, so. I don't know that. Does the draft list though tell you anything? Yes. Okay. What this it tells tell you? If, if a guy's on this list, it means he's not getting past forty, okay. unless something just goes horribly wrong. You know, the Laramie Tunsil gas mask video comes out. <laughs> that will forever be one of my favorite moments in the history of the draft. Yeah, five minutes before the draft starts, I we got start that picture that. before it was put on television, and I looked at it and went. Is it? He's doing crimes. This I feel like this is very poorly timed for you. Right. It's like uh, today I saw a whole bunch of people posting uh, Lamelo Ball smoking pot videos, and I went, "Oh well." I mean, I know we don't really care all that much. I was about to say, I think generation, but I mean, it's still a bad look, right? I don't care. Well, I don't care either, but there are people who will care. I have genuinely said that on a show before. Of you know, if that happened now, we would go. And what, did he kill somebody off screen? Oh, the because biggest, yeah, the biggest question would be, well, what state was he in? Because there are people oh, who still care. Yeah, you're not among them. I'm though. rooting. I'm not among them. I'm rooting for a story, not like that, but I, I want another draft that has a storyline like that. In my lifetime, there have been a, the three of those. I remember when Minnesota forgot to make a pick. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, that, that was had still pandelirium. I was gonna say that had to be early in your draft. Oh, I was watching. Career. I was very young. Mm-hmm. But I remember everybody going, "Wait, what happens now?" The clock ran out, and Baltimore went Terrell Suggs, and Got every him. team behind him went, well, "We'll just do this now, right?" Because that's how it goes. If you can't make your time slot, four picks in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Never. That is a record that will never be topped. No, because we have to wait for the entire clock to run out, though we all know who you're taking. Not this year, you don't. You, yeah, you really don't. I mean, even at number one, there's still confusion as to who's going to go number one overall, despite all of the signs pointing to it's going to be Trayvon Walker, because that just seems to fall in line with tr- what Trent Balky does. Trent Balky falls in love with these hyper-athletic defensive linemen you go back to DeForest Buckner. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. But Solomon Thomas, hey, he was in that proud list as well. Jet. You, you lay off Solomon Thomas. <laughs> My I'm, guy. I'm not saying he's not going to work for your team. I'm just saying this is there. There. I mean, he has a laundry list pretty much of guys that he has probably taken too high that the industry felt like was too high. And that's how Trayvon Walker is going to be as well. Because you it's, still have people who don't believe. Well, it's now the first pick is down to Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, or Icky Aquano. The only one you're getting tremendous value on is Aquano. You can get him plus 1,100, and that is too high. Now, if you listen to me, you had Trayvon Walker at plus 2,200, and whoever you wagered it through, they've already paid you off to give it back. Right. We really don't want to give you 20 times your money. Can Would you we do have that? that for five? Would you do that? 
Really? I'll always take free money. Okay. This, See, now that's the degenerate in me, though. Is I would wait for it to get worse. I would get seven times my money and then take it at plus 300 and go, <laughs> I can still get you. Ah, I see what you're doing. See, see, you 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 play the long game on these things, and that's what I respect about you. Always looking to take the house's money. Yes. So Always trying to beat the house and never trust the government. Right. <laughs> I need that on a shirt. Never trust the government. God. We had a discussion about that today. A lot of people angry about the fact that uh, at Bristol this weekend, you, you can't do anything paper. There's no cash. Everything is going to be paid for by card, and there are no paper tickets. And you have all of these older NASCAR fans who are just up in arms over the fact that you can't do these things. I, like, guys, get I into genuinely the- could not tell you the last time I had cash in my hand. Right. And somebody threw out a stat. I don't know if it's correct or not, but it, it kind of baffled me that 11% of people in the state of Tennessee do not have a bank account. I don't know if that that's true. Right. That sounds about right. No, I mean, not <laughs> that sounds like I'm taking a shot at people in Tennessee, and I'm totally not. That's no. your thing, not mine. <laughs> I, I reserve that to Florida Gator fans, and uh, there's a few others. Right. Myself. That doesn't surprise me. You could literally, the, the U.S. government could stop circulating cash. I wouldn't know it for nine months. Mm-hmm. I just, that, that seems like a high number to me. Okay. 11% is a lot. If, if you're watching us on the YouTube stream, I want to prove a point here. I have seven credit cards, mm-hmm. debit cards, plastics. I know zero of their PIN numbers. None. I, not a single one of them. That feels and you like talk about something judgment. that will give me great anxiety when I run that card and that little thing pops up that says enter your pin number and I'm like, uh oh, we're gonna have that everybody behind me thinks I'm a broke homeless guy because I got a big old beard to mullet and uh, decline my card because I don't know the number. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just run this as credit? Yeah, j- okay, uh, fix that. All right, everything's credit. Stop with pin numbers. <laughs> what are you, seven of them. Yeah, that's, and I don't know a lot. pin number. That's that's what's quite real a lot. fun is when I have to guess them. And everybody behind me feels like I'm buying lottery tickets. Like, I hate you so much. Well, the NFL draft at this point feels like a guessing game. Nobody knows who's going number one overall. You go to number two, and is it going to be Aiden Hutchinson? Is it going to be Sauce Gardner? Is it going to be Drake London? Everybody's got their opinion. You want to see what the perfect mock draft for your team looks like? All you got to do is go to thesportsocracy.com and, uh, and, go, and go to the YouTube channel. And we are rolling all of those out, team by team, A-plus, perfect Chris Farley mock drafts coming out uh, on the hour, basically, uh, throughout the weekend in the Sportsocracy. When we come back, we have some great news for Tar Heel fans. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you, the ones you trust to have your back, no matter what, who make the hard times a little softer and the good ones somehow a little better. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers, two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son, ice up. Good news to our Heels fans. We got two. We got two of them already committed to come back for next year. 
It's it's been the one thing that we've been talking about since they lost in the national championship game to the Kansas Jayhawks of now it's redeem team time. Remember the 2016 championship game with Villanova and everybody went, you know what, we're doing this. We're we're all coming back and then came back in 2017, won the national title. It looks like it could be happening again. I know there's still one big question uh, that everybody wants to know. What's you know what is what is Caleb Love gonna do? Uh, Caleb Love is not declare. I mean, he might declare and test the process. He's not going to like what he hears. I believe so as well. Armando Baycott was the first one a couple of days Baycott ago. Baycott was the one that had the potential to be a back end of the first round guy. Somebody would have had to have fallen in love with him, but it could have happened. Uh, I feel like Armando. You know, he he is going to be best served by coming back, and obviously he has already made the decision that he will be returning for his senior season. And today, Leaky Black announced that he is going to come back for his super senior year with the extra year of eligibility because of the coronavirus pandemic. He will be back, and now it's now it's all about Caleb Love. Will Caleb Love return? Because I don't feel like the I don't feel like R.J. Davis really has much prospect of going in the draft uh he, he's another one that could test the waters but mm-hmm. i don't think he would actually leave his name in to see to me now this is oh it's gg jackson gonna do he's the number one player in the 2023 class he plans on reclassifying into 22 and it's mm-hmm. basically down to carolina and duke okay if it's duke i got news for you that is going to be the most ridiculously talented team you've ever seen and the oldest player that will play minutes will be 20 years old. <laughs> well, hopefully, Gigi Jackson will come to Carolina. And there are a couple others still in, but it it seems like that it's down to Duke and Carolina. Right. But I feel like – I felt like there was such a – there was such a question about all of these guys when it comes to going to the next level. I think Caleb Love is going to be a pretty good NBA player. In I the don't. future. You don't think so? No, because he's a two-guard. And I, and I think he's made that very, very clear, and he's very short to be a two-guard. Okay. I mean, he'll have a an Eddie House-type role in the NBA, and that's what I think they're going to test. That's the reason I've never really worried about it, is as time has gone on, the things I hear from the advisory committee of, well, this is what we told the guy. Whether he listens or not, that's totally up to him. And there are guys every single year that don't listen. Mm-hmm. but that's what i've heard on him is you can expect him to be a third guy off the bench that's just instant offense and that's what they expect him to be that's a 45 to 60 in the draft hopefully armando baycott uh if he can add a jump shot i think that would be the one thing that would everybody in the nba would go okay now now he's a first round draft prospect well the announcement today that leaky black is coming back i think is also very large because he's the defensive enforcer Mm -hmm. and this will be a what is it super senior if we add is it super senior plus now i mean we add plus to everything right him coming back changes a lot yeah and now you've got rj caleb love basically the entire team minus manic Mm -hmm. puff johnson will i believe have a bigger role next year the two uh trimble and i can't remember the other kid's name yeah, I could have told you if you hadn't asked me. Uh, Jalen Washington. Yeah. And then if you wind up with G.G. Jackson, now you've got an eight-man rotation that's 
rather formidable. Right. Um, you know, guys guys have already decided to go into the uh, into the transfer portal. I know Anthony Harris said he wasn't coming back. He's going to the transfer portal. Dawson, Dawson Garcia. Garcia as well, which, you know, wished he could have stuck around for a little while. But, you know, his family issues are going to take him elsewhere. And best of luck to the kid. But the important thing is that we get the – the so-called Iron Five, minus Brady Manick, who has no eligibility, to come back. Mulleted, man. I mean, losing a mullet's always a bad thing. And you know what? Carolina, if you need a uh, you need a mullet to come in and just get up some J's, I know a guy. Oh. And, and he's got a, yourself? And he's got a big, luscious beard. Now, don't expect much on defense. <laughs> uh, more than six trips up and down the floor, you're probably going to need a paramedic close by. Mm-hmm. But... I, I do still have that, uh, still got that J and I got that mullet as well. So. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. yeah. You've been practicing the J? Uh, I can still shoot. I cannot run. Hmm. I, I And I can't make two trips up and down the floor without literally seeing dead relatives. And it, it's, I mean, I'm this close. I am on the brink of death. I feel like I would much rather see Puff Johnson out there puking on the court rather than you. Oh, 100%, oh no, I would be, I would be the, the, we're up by 40. Let's bring in the, because <laughs> this dude's going full on three steps over half court and bombs yeah. away. Holy cow. Look at that defensive tackle trying to play, <laughs> trying to play college basketball. At we got a D lineman out here with a sweet moule and a nice J. All right, let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. You know, you always feel good when you when you make and and I don't know a, a purchase that doesn't go your way, and then they go. You know what? We could take that back. And that's exactly what has happened with the Tom Brady last touchdown ball that sold just days before he decided to come back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for $518,000. Now the guy who, you know, the, the, the consigner, the auction house, and the buyer, obviously, have all agreed that that sale will be nullified. That it ain't worth $518,000. It probably wasn't when you bought it, but definitely you can cure some ills here. I feel like that's how the Charlotte Hornets probably wish they could do with Terry Rozier's contract, but there are a lot of people that feel that way. Oh yeah, a lot of especially in the NBA. You give somebody the check, and as soon as it gets out of your hands, you go, "I uh, can I have that back?" Well, we just set that money on fire. Now, I I heard this story earlier. Now let me play devil's advocate. Okay, I never even insinuate that someone's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I always come up with a weird way that this could happen. Let's say that Tom Brady starts an avocado ice cream Ugg boot company mm-hmm. and he doesn't play another game. You realize that ball is worth about three times what he paid for it, right? If you do the retirement tour and then it gets pulled back and this thing's been talked about that much, it's going to be worth a ton. That's the reason the the auction house unwound this. There's a tenth of 1% that that happens. Well, let's say he didn't throw another touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. It's worth three to four times that. My question is, what happens to the ball now? Is the guy who bought it, does he get to keep it? Does he have to return the ball to the the Oh, no, the, the, auction, house will, uh, the, the auction house will take it. Okay, And so they'll it just put it in a back in room and wait for him to throw another touchdown pass. 
And now they go, here, here's a touchdown, here's a Tom Brady touchdown ball and a thousand dollars. You got it. And then they, once he throws one more touchdown, they're going to look at this and go, wow, this is the most expensive, worthless football in the history of creation. No, it's still worth Can we give this to Elon Musk and let him fight crime with it in a Batman suit and see if maybe we can recoup some of our money? (laughs) Something special has to happen to that ball. I feel like they got to call Tom Brady and get him to to at least sign it. Well, him signing it's not. I mean, he doesn't sign much, but it won't recoup what you're into that ball for. Oh, no, not at all. Ironically enough, my just about outside story is also about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, okay. And financial purchases floyd mayweather jr was on the pivot which is apparently a podcast which i I had never heard of and he has an interesting wager for nfl teams he wants an nfl team to sign antonio brown and if he does something lunatic ish i.e quitting on a team in the middle of the in the middle of a game, mm-hmm. freezing his feet off in a cryo chamber, pouting about his helmet. I could keep doing this for longer than you think. He will reimburse the team $20 million. But uh-huh. if he makes it all the way through a season, the team has to pay them $20 million. He has to pay, they have to pay Antonio Brown? No, they have to play Floyd Mayweather. This oh. is a Floyd Mayweather bet. Okay. You take him, he does something crazy, I will give you $20 million. But if he doesn't, and he makes it all the way through the season, you got to give us $20 million. Mm-hmm. Which then he is going to split with Antonio Brown. Oh, I'm sure he would. Right. And I guarantee you he'd be like, listen, I know you are out of your mind. I need you to be on your best behavior for 17 weeks. Does uh, do they have to sign him for actual dollars? Yes. Can we sign him for a dollar? He has to be on the roster and active. We sign him for the league minimum, and, and then there's twenty million dollars riding on whether or not he does something. And stupid. my first thought when I read this was, man, Floyd Mayweather just hates his money. I mean, he just absolutely hates his money. Like, how can I set twenty million dollars on fire? I don't care what you offered Antonio Brown. To not be a crazy person. Couldn't do it. If I was an NFL team, I would take this bet and go, I'll go double or nothing. That he doesn't make it through camp. Without doing something. Yeah. Yeah. We got five months of offseason. Like, oh, uh, he threw a football at a ball boy. Or I'm just waiting for that to happen. And basically, it's anything like that that would deem him not worthy of being on the roster. So anything that they had to askew him i'd just be making stuff up now i don't think you you don't have to i don't think you'd have to huh antonio brown froze his foot off in a cryo chamber see this is just this is floyd mayweather sticking up for one of his guys i just want to know why you would ever hate your money this much floyd mayweather is probably the only person in the world that i think has more of a gambling problem than i do well, he strikes me as the kind of guy that has in, the money for it. Oh yeah, he strikes me as the kind of guy that's sitting in a book in Vegas, like, "Hey, what is that sport? It looks like baseball, but it's not because there's no bases." Well, that's cricket. I don't understand it. Give me a million on that team. <laughs> Which team is that team? I don't care. You pick. Yeah, just you pick. I, I, it doesn't matter. Nice. Just need a little juice on this. 
We'll just throw a dart at a board and see see what comes up. Give me a mail on it. I have wagered more than one U.S. dollar on a on a cricket match, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, unless you had inside information and like true inside information, like you knew somebody was throwing the match. I had a guy. Yeah, right. not that somebody was throwing the match, but I had a guy that actually understood right. the sport. Because there was a guy. There was a guy recently. There was a story about that recently. Like some big cricketer was, uh, you know, caught throwing matches, basically. Sad thing, that's not the worst thing I've ever wagered on. Russian table tennis? No, worse. You got to tell us. Uh, it's the Westminster, Westminster Dog Show. Why did you do that? I had a, I had a guy. I, I had a... You had a veterinarian had a friend who was like, hey, no. that Mastiff, is he's going to win it all. No. There was a dog that there was no shot that, it, literally, unless the dog just decided to lay down in the middle of it, there's no shot he wasn't going to win. And he did. <laughs> was he built like Hercules? No. It was just a, it was a very quality dog. Hmm. Was it anything close to the dog that Coach K got for a present? Oh. I, I did the Adam Gold show before this, and that was one of the questions. Don't ever give me a gift that I have to keep alive. No. I don't care if it's a house plant, a dog, flowers, a Tamagotchi. I am bad at this. Just no. My only thought when I saw this was everybody's like, oh, look how sweet. They got him a puppy for his going away present. And I'm thinking, did you hate me? Like, like, does Mike Krzyzewski, did he, did he say this to the, to the guys? Like, is that a thing? Like he was talking about, I can't wait till I retire and get a dog and just sit on my front porch and do nothing that's got to be a sweet life oh yeah ben mike shashevsky's dog oh oh that's a sweet life there's no doubt you eat uh you you eat the best foods that come out of that uh pet food test taster job and you can piddle on a lot of things with duke logos on it oh that was my best part that was my my first thought good for you that's points i'm a puppy i'm supposed to (laughs) (laughs) no i i just i feel like that would be if if mike krzyzewski didn't want a dog he's going oh great Uh, thank you guys i appreciate it what the now i have to be home now i have to take care of this thing now i have to train it (sighs) yeah don't don't buy me a dog don't buy me a fish. Don't if, if it has to be kept alive. A um, fish. I barely keep myself alive. I okay. Like, if it wasn't for HWA, I would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah. So I, I we, like, we don't need to entrust me with the, the 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 life of any living thing. Not only is fish one of the most overrated bands of all time, but fish are one of the most overrated pets of all time. It's also a very overrated entree. No. You invite me to a dinner and serve fish, we're gonna fight. Like. Really? No. Doesn't depend. It doesn't depend on what kind of fish. No. Unless it's mahi mahi. Mahi mahi is fine. Okay. But if I'm not, if I'm like frying catfish or something, Ow. you're out. The bottom feeder, gross, nasty oh, fried fish. Fried catfish uh. is one of the best. Is it gross. Gross. You're and weird, if you dude. throw a tel- was it tilapia? Tilapia. Eddie Fox has broken my brain on how I say things tilapia i said pistachio the other day and literally every word that well, is coming that out of my mouth wrong. Like, but it's not though it is it's pistachio but it's not though pistachio you don't call it a moustache i mean you do to be funny 100 i do call but it a you moustache. don't just in in regular conversation it's a sweet moulet it's a perfect moustache <laughs> yeah, I do. 
<laughs> oh, you have to do that uh, underbite thing. You oh, to, Kelvin Joyner in the comments said somebody should buy me a bird. I would. Why? Oh. Do you hate this bird? Right. Because it would die. No. I wouldn't kill it. No, you just let it out. Just, here you go. Best of luck, birdie. No. Gone. No. I wouldn't do that. I was trying to work I up. I would probably investigate it as as a, the drone for the government that I knew it to be. I was trying to work up for the longest time a prank where we where I would show up like super early to Jeremy's house. I was gonna get uh, I was gonna get HWA in on this where I would show up early one day when we were recording from the bunker and I would just surround his house by bird feeders and just see how because he lived out in the middle of the woods. You know when you do that, he's going to get just mobbed by birds. And she wouldn't let me. She said you would kill me. And I didn't like that outcome. Nope. I didn't like that outcome. Not nary one little bit. The Indianapolis Colts made a tra- or made a deal today with Stefan Gilmore. Two years, $23 million. And obviously, you know, it's a good pickup for the Indianapolis Colts. But how much of a difference does that make in their season? Well, apparently somebody's run the numbers and found that now the odds of them winning the AFC South Division Championship went from 59.4% to 65.5%. Does it really make that much of a difference that Stephon Gilmore is on this team now? It helps. I was very surprised that that's how this went. I had heard it was down to Buffalo, Cincinnati, and the Raiders for the longest time, and then Indy just swooped and went, nope, we have all the monies. Right. I just don't understand how he fits in Indianapolis. If you look at how Gus Bradley has played defense for as long as I can remember, that's not what Stephon Gilmore does. Mm-hmm. I would have liked him way better with the Bengals. But I will say I do think the Colts are going to win the AFC South. You thought that before this. I did. Because Matt Ryan ex- is greater than Carson Wentz. Yes, he is. But I don't feel like that team is greater than than the Tennessee Titans. Okay, who's better defensively? Oh, it would be the Colts, I guess. There you go. Who yeah. runs the ball better? Yeah, I think that one's close. It's very close, but Derrick Henry is also the if, – if you told me one of them got hurt, which one would you lean on? Uh, it would be Jonathan Taylor because Derrick Henry got hurt last year. So it's it's Jonathan's turn. Now. Oh, so you're doing the 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 everything's fair and balanced. Just, yeah. oh, it's, it's your turn now. I mean, if you're a running back in the NFL, I mean, is it not just a matter of time before you get hurt? Now, look, I still think Tennessee's a they're a borderline playoff team, but I really like Indianapolis. Yeah, I still feel like Indy. I, I, I don't I don't feel like it much has changed. I mean, it's going to be a close race, closer than it was. That it defense is last really year. good now. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. I mean, you got Yannick and Gakway now in the in the, in the trade, so you got some extra pass rush there. And now with bringing in Stephon Gilmore, it obviously helps out your secondary. Uh, you know, it, it it helps out that loss of well. I mean, you got to think uh, about Yasin. Think you about how upgraded. successful Matt Ryan's been in his career. Mm-hmm. What have his teams never been able to do ever? Uh, defend. They've never been able to run the ball to save their lives. And they've never been able to play dead in the Western on defense. Wait, this will I mean, be the first time he's ever had either one of those things. No. Oh, please tell me who. Oh. I, I he had a good he had a who who Turner, a Michael Turner who was Michael five Turner. foot seven. Yeah. He was one of for, the top backs in the league for one year. 
And that was like Matt Ryan's third or fourth year in the league. Right. I'm not saying he had it often. I'm Out just of saying Northern a, Illinois. There was a time where he had a running game. Oh, that's that's back in my back in my amateur ability to grade talent because I just loved Michael Turner. And then he just faded into thin air. He's disappeared. I do believe that this is the best team Matt Ryan's ever had. I I would agree with that. And if he's gonna if he, if he's gonna do anything with it, if he's gonna lead a team to the promised land, it would be this one. I just don't know if he's got it left in him. And see, that's what's so funny to me is Atlanta has been so bad since basically since the Super Bowl run mm-hmm. that I don't think you could possibly know that. Matt Ryan has not been the problem with Atlanta for the last handful of years. No, and I'm not saying he has. Been. Carson Wentz was the problem with Indianapolis last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the transitive property says I'm in drastically better shape than I was. Look, I have a quarterback who's a hundred years old. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, I feel like he's a little different. I'm not saying Matt Ryan's completely washed up at 36 years old because we all know that's not the truth. I mean, when he had weapons, it hasn't been all that long, right? Not all that long. I mean. When Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, I mean, they were still putting up yards. Mm-hmm. They just, just a handful stop of years anybody. ago. Mm-hmm. And this team's not going to have a problem stopping anybody. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, and then again, look at that division. You're in the AFC. There's only one division where you get two layup games. There are two divisions so, that you don't get a layup game. So I would say if if I was if I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me right now on a team to make the playoffs. It would in the AFC. Indy would be in the top couple. All right, we got betting picks coming up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. The NBA play-in games. Who does Floster? Where does Flostradamus believe that you should lay your money tonight? He'll give you the picks coming up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Coffee's the closers on. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. In all my years, I don't know that I've ever seen Vegas more leveraged than they are tonight with two NBA play-in games for two completely similar but different reasons. First, the Atlanta Hawks are a two-point favorite tonight at the Cleveland Cavaliers. This all depends on Jared Allen. He's going to warm up. He's going to try to give it a go. If Jared Allen plays, I love Cleveland. The defensive ability down low with no John Collins just changes this entire game. 
I, having to make a pick at 3.51 in the afternoon, am going to risk it. Say Jared Allen plays, I'm taking Cleveland plus two under the 223. That's a total leverage play. Jared Allen doesn't play, we're in trouble. You're going to have to hedge that one. Finally, the New Orleans Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers tonight. Pelicans are a one-point favorite. Vegas couldn't move this number enough. With no Paul George, this team is bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. New Orleans has been playing way better than I could have ever thought when those Zion Williamson since they acquired C.J. McCollum. They are a drastically better team. This line's awful. Give me the Pelicans minus one over 215 and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Take those wagers to betus.com. Betus.com, promo code SPORTSOCRACY. And get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. Betus.com, promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Uh, we have our first I'm your huckleberry. of the dates from Rob Johnson. He says, I upset... Uh, many Carolina Panther fan uh, armchair GMs, yeah, yeah. keyboard GMs, yeah. uh, on the perfect mock draft. You are correct, and we're going to talk about that in the next hour. <laughs> uh, we will talk about the Carolina Panthers. I want to know. I want to know who's really calling the shots for the Carolina Panthers in this NFL draft. So many people have their opinions of of what they're going to do at the top, what they should do at the top. We should take a quarterback. We shouldn't take a quarterback. And now there's rumors going up again about not taking a quarterback and getting one of the ones that are available right now. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you you got to ride with what you got. I, I just, your derision I, on Jimmy Garoppolo, I know that's who you're talking about. Without even knowing the story, I know that's who you're talking about. I just, we'll talk about it coming up after the uh, Sports Center update at the top of the hour. Uh, Frankie Cleary in our YouTube comments said, Well done on the Eagles mock. It was intelligent, which is why it'll never happen. <laughs> I have heard that line about 70 times since we put that out last night. Eagles fans are hilarious to me. And, and I'll be honest with you, as a Jets fan, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. You see something, you go, man, I hope it goes that way. But it won't. It won't. And there's always a comma, but it won't. Right. I feel that way about a lot of front offices in the uh, in the NFL. But, I mean, are there not things from the Philadelphia Eagles that you've seen that go, well, maybe they're, maybe they're getting smarter. Maybe Howie's getting better at this. I've never had a problem with Howie, if I was being really honest with you. And now he takes swings, mm -hmm. which I think in this league, you, I, I think you have to do that. But trading, but for, I have no, I have no problem with him. Yeah, but in the, you know, in the, in the trade with the saints, you get, you know, you, you give up one of your first round picks this year, you get which more is draft brilliant. capital, you get a, another one next year. So now you got two, two first rounders next year. I feel like that was, you know, there are, there are smart things that Howie Roseman does and, Every front office gets that, though. I mean, you can make these great moves, just like just like the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they make smart moves. Oh yeah, but but then you got the Sam Darnold thing, and that's the only thing people care about. But that all ties back to one word. It's the one word that you don't ever want to be in the NFL: desperate. Mm -hmm. Desperate teams do desperate things. Really think about Scott Fitterer since he came into Charlotte. Have any of these moves really been bad? I mean, Sam Darnold, I, I think I, we could all outside say Outside of that. Okay. Outside, outside of that. Of that? Stephon Gilmore. Well, he left for nothing. Well aware. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably get a compensatory pick for it if I had a wager. Won't be great because you're going to be on the wrong side of that formula. Right. 
with no, Corbett and Bozeman. No, I mean, I probably would have liked for them to keep Hassan Reddick, but that's the did, only thing did I can you really wanna, Did on. you want to pay him after you invested in Yator Gross Matos, a second-round pick? Mm. No. In large part, that's the funny thing about being an NFL GM. And I've I've noticed this since the the Mike Mayock thing with the Raiders because Mike Mayock is basically telling anyone that will listen, this was not my fault. Mm-hmm. I would have kept uh, Basaccia, all these things he would have done, and I'm just sitting here going, you're only graded by the worst decision you ever made. Right. That's how GM the GM job in the NFL works. Your worst decision is what you're graded on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you do 99 things perfectly. You boo-boo kitty that, especially if it's quarterback, that it'll be held against you for the rest of your life. I will tell everyone who's listening that PhD weight loss is the way to go if you struggle with with your weight like I have since birth. And now I'm just under five months on the PhD weight loss program and I've lost over 58 pounds i am looking to get that 60 pound bag the next time i go in there and the the important thing is don't put the cart before the horse they tell me that every all the time you got these lofty goals for yourself but just take it one week at a time and as i can continue to lose three pounds a week on average i am going to knock this thing out and i am going to reach my goal i have struggled with two things with my weight one i'm really lazy uh and i eat whatever the most convenient thing around me is Two, it has affected my sleep for as long as I can remember. And last night, notwithstanding, since I started with PhD, my sleep has gotten better. I've lost weight. I'm back down to my high school weight, and I feel fantastic, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. It's all nutritious food that they give you, 80% of the food that you need to have success on it, provided by PhD Weight Loss. And they got all the tips and tricks for you to have success. Uh, Easy path, and they got a great support system as well. Go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Panthers football talk coming up next after Sports Center. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And we are coming to you from the Ingles Studio. Ingles Supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. We are heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on top of being heard uh, terrestrially on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And, um, yeah, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get all of the uh, extra team content, the team by team content that we put out here through the draftmas season, through the off season, the regular season. We've got it all right here in the sportsocracy, and we've got those perfect A plus Chris Farley mock drafts going out team by team. And I feel like we should have called this the the Murtal mock draft. Murtal? Well, because we're halfway through the unveiling of them, and the only thing I can think of is I'm too old for this. <laughs> I've been awake for two solid days. I'm cantankerous. And you're getting a lot of shade from some people on it. But the, but but I always I always appreciate the engagement in the conversation even if it starts with an insult which it seems to be the way of social media well and i'll be honest with you one of the things that i have discovered 
and I don't know if this goes the same way for you. You tend to be the nicer of the two of us. Yes. If I had a dollar for every time I've had an interaction, like what I'm getting ready to say, I could I could buy dinner easily. It doesn't sound like much, but it's, it's a lot, mm-hmm. especially in the current landscape right. where gas is $4 a gallon. Angry first message. I respond usually with a joke and a question. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we're drinking beer and laughing together and going, hey, you remember when you were mad at me? That was fun. Right, Woo. right. And I love that. I love engaging, uh, you know, the, the the different things that have have come my way and how smart fans are. When I first started doing this, you could do a seven-round mock draft, and by the end of it, you could make people up. You could be using Zelda characters. Nobody would know the difference. Like in the in the seventh round, you could take take a Charizard, and people would go, "Oh, Charizard! I don't know what that is. I have to Google that." He must be French. He must be really fast. <laughs> but now it's it's mind boggling. These really myopic players that that people fire at me. I this is my favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm complaining about being rather <clears throat> sleepy today. But other than that, it's it, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, so subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see all of the mock drafts, uh, not only for your team, obviously, but uh, share it out with your friends as well. Tell them that their team is covered uh, in the sportsocracy as much as your team is. And the Carolina Panthers, obviously, we have a little bit of a uh, a lean toward the Panthers, but it's you can almost set your watch to – there's going to be a time in the day where trending on social media is going to be Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. Usually all of those are tied to the Carolina Panthers in some way. Um, my derision, by the way, that you said, oh, you're, you're going to trash talk Jim, Jimmy G again. No, I'm not trash talking Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G. And if that was the route that the Panthers wanted to go, I mean, you'd have to walk me through it. You'd have to walk me through how the money's going to work and what you're going to do with Sam Darnold. But that would be a move that I would look at Scott Fitter and go tip of the cap to you, buddy. Uh, you figured out a way to improve the quarterback situation and hopefully it didn't cost you an arm and a leg. No, the one I'm going to uh, trash here is Ian Rappaport of uh, NFL Media. At Rap Sheet. Yeah, he went on the Pat McAfee show today and, of course, Baker Mayfield was in the news because he went on this podcast and was talking about how he felt disrespected by the Cleveland Browns that they, you know, they were going after Deshaun Watson and he's basically been told not to show up anymore and and I don't fault the Cleveland Browns for that at all and Baker Mayfield can feel disrespected all he wants to. But he said that when Baker Mayfield said he thought that the Seattle Seahawks were the best option for him at the moment, Ian Rappaport said, I don't see it that way. He doesn't think that there's much of a chance that Seattle's going to make that move and that if anybody made the move to get Baker Mayfield, it was going to be the Carolina Panthers. That the Panthers would make a trade for Baker Mayfield. And I just want to know, is there a Carolina Panthers fan in the world that wants that to happen? No. Is there one that goes, yeah, I mean, he is a little better than sam darnold but we'd be sad if we did that i I just want you to think about what i'm getting ready to say 
The last athletic thing I did was three presidents ago. I hurt my back checking our mail. Mm -hmm. And there are as many NFL teams currently actively interested in me as there are in Baker Mayfield. (laughs) That should tell you everything you need to know. Right. But one of the things that's that's really interesting to me, Carolina's in one of the weirdest shapes of any team in the league. And this is, to me, why you should have fired Matt Rule. Because if there was no Matt Rule, and I knew definitively he had no voice in the room, and I don't think he does, but I'll get to why that is in a second, this would be so much easier. This would be so much easier because you've got a coach that has some platitude. All right, let's say you'd hired Eric Bieniemy or whoever it would have been. First year, we don't have to find the quarterback now. Brady's come back to Tampa Bay. New Orleans has brought the band back together. We're at best, third best team in this division. Not going to be a great year. Rebuilding year. Reps for the young guys on defense. Get the line right and set up for next year, knowing we're going to pick in the top eight, take a quarterback in a better class. Mm -hmm. But because you do have Matt Rule in place and he's adamantly fighting for his job, just look at the prospects they've brought in. That, to me, is one of the greatest truth serums to find out how a team feels about themselves. Look at who they bring in. If it's a lot of project guys, you can assume it's the GM calling the shots and they know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. You have done enough mock drafts with me that I just want to go down, not many, just a few, and tell me what the first word I say about Every one of these guys is. Okay. Amari Barno. Uh, hyper-athletic. Okay. What's, but what do I end that with? There's a word. It starts with a P, and project. I just said, there you go. Yeah. Vilas Jones. Yeah, project. Ja'Cory Robertson. Uh-huh. Cole Strange. Yeah. Rasheed Walker. Yeah. Tariq Woolen. Uh-huh. You know what all those guys have in common? They're project pieces. And they've all had private meetings with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. Which tells me this team has been turned over to Scott Fitterer. You are the captain now. And I'll be honest with you, as a Jets fan, I, I, I've, I've read this book before. Mm-hmm. The arranged marriage with the GM and the coach. The GM's really safe. The coach has got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. You're not going to like how this ends. Yeah. But the encouraging part is that he's the one that's calling the shots on the draft. And that tells me that the Tony Pauline report, the, the pick is down to Ike McQuano and Charles Cross. That's that that would make me feel better if I was a Panthers fan. I mean, I it, it makes me feel better. I'm not a Panthers fan, but I've never been a true Panthers hater. I want to see them do well. I just don't want you to see. I just don't want to see you beat my Bucks. But uh, I want to see them do well, and it would give me a little bit. But the more and more we go through the draft process, and the more and more we see these respected names in mock drafting and prospect evaluating and all of that i keep hearing the same things over and over again of matt rules fighting for his job so he's got to take kenny pickett or uh, malik willis or he's got to have a quarterback at six i don't want him anywhere near my draft room and he's not especially after what happened last year with the chuba hubbard pick that he the story comes out <laughs> he got a text from his wife who I've really been doing loves this him. a long time if if your spouse was the impetus of you drafting a player, or if you saw a bird that brought you a note, or if you just shook a magic eight ball, don't say that out loud. Right. You can say anything. Don't say that. Right. Because that will be held against you for the rest of your life. So when it comes to the NFL draft and the Carolina Panthers, who's making the decisions? 
Hopefully you're right, Jeremy. Hopefully it is Scott Fitterer that's making all these decisions. And Matt Rule is not a he's not a part of the decision making process other than uh, you know, to do the 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 one thing that Aaron Rodgers wanted the Packers to do was call him and say, Hey, we're gonna take this guy. Are you okay? We don't really care either way, but we're just gonna let you know. That's the role that I want Matt Rule playing in this because the Scott if I'm Scott Fitterer. I don't want to do anything that's going to help him keep this job next year. Well, and and you can't look at it that way. Well, no. you, you have to do what's best for the team. Uh, in the YouTube comments, Tyler Cunningham said, we should be blaming David Tepper for bringing him in. See, to me, that's revisionist history. you got to remember, a quarter of the league wanted this guy to be their head coach. Mm-hmm. Both teams in New York, the Panthers, and there were, there were a few others. I don't remember exactly who they were, but he was he had the Jets job. I can tell you that definitively. I would bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life. He had the job. Mm-hmm. And at the 11th hour, he came to Woody Johnson and said, I want to pick my entire staff. And Woody balked at it. You've never been in the league. You're going to bring in a staff like this. If you remember, I did not like the staff when I saw who he had brought in. Because no, it was all college guys. Right. I don't blame Tepper for the rule. I completely get it. This goes back to what I said about taking swings. You've got to take swings, especially especially when you're not a heritage franchise, when you're not a huge free agent destination. And that's not a slight. Every team is a destination to a point. But you you don't have Pat Mahomes. You don't have Jer- or, uh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen. Where'd that come from? Mulleted, man. Yep. You have to take swings. So I totally understand why he brought in Matt Rule. What I don't understand is basically everything I've seen all offseason long has said he has no say left in the room. Then why'd you bring him back? Is this just let the – is it just you're going to let the, the Darnold stink attached to only to him? That's the only thing that makes any sense. But these two things don't work contiguously. It's the thing that is – there's a lot of smoke that comes with the draft. I, I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. In the two weeks leading up to the draft, you cannot believe anything that anyone says to you. Which, by the way, we're officially in that point. So every rumor and report you hear, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. The thing I just don't I don't get is why are you trying to force feed me this quarterback narrative so hard? Who is Malik Willis good for? You tell me who in that organization that's good for. I don't think it's good for anybody. There you go. Because if the Matt Rule thing goes sideways and he's fired in a year, Malik Willis would best case scenario, he wouldn't play the snap. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody with an IQ above salad dressing that thinks that Malik Willis is a better chance for you to win right now than Sam Darnold. He's not. He's not, and it's not all that close. I think they're more than you think. And that says something about some of the prognosticators out there. But I was anybody that was, I'll put it this way. Anybody that does what I do that looks at this and goes, Malik Willis is the best way to save Sam Darnold's job, they have no idea what they're talking about. Right. None. I was reading an article yesterday, uh, or two days ago on CBS Sports, and it was written by one of their top draft guys. And he goes through and and I think it's still up on their front page of Will any of these quarterbacks actually help the team that could draft them? And it went through all the quarterback needy teams. And with the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold, every quarterback that they listed, the answer was yes, that they are better than Sam Darnold. And they're it all was wrong. Malik except Willis, one. Desmond Ritter, and um, Kenny Pickett. Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter are laughable. I mean, that is comical to me if you actually think they would come in and be better than Sam Mm -hmm. Darnold right now and Sam Howell not even included in the article and see to me that I understand that because that's not a fit 
at all. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty of no, Sam Howell is with that he, any team, he was left out of oh, all of them. Now that should not have been a thing. And then when I saw Tim Hasselbeck on ESPN yesterday morning talking about undervalued players in this NFL draft, his number one, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. It's my number one. It's my number one. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. I am. This is. You've known me long enough that you remember the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson draft. Yes. How many of those guys did I miss on? Well, you missed on Lamar. That's the only one. Okay. I audibly laughed out loud at Baker and Josh Rosen. I still am not ready to tap out on Sam Darnold. And you call me, you can call me Colin Cowherd or whatever you want. Right. He's six months older than Kenny Pickett, so calm down. Right. And Josh, I, I had Josh Allen as the second best quarterback in class mm-hmm. behind Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the Panthers are in a position where, you know what, let's add around Sam Darnold. Let's actually see what we can get out of him because, yes, the the beginning of the uh, of the experiment last year was pretty good. I mean, they started out, what, 4-0? 3-0? Something like something that. Something like that. And I get that they were playing teams like in the realm of the Houston Texans to I start will- out the season, but it's, it looked really good. And remember, we were talking, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this looks like a whole new Sam Darnold. And then what happened? Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. And then a couple other injuries happen, and the, the the line falls apart, and he starts getting banged up. It's like, okay, now it's all just turned to Sam Darnold's crap. And we're not gonna give him we're we're not gonna give him the same leeway. All right, so I know that and this hasn't been recently, but you bought a house. I'm going to say something, and I'm going to phrase it in the way of building an NFL franchise is a lot like owning a house. If the pipes burst and a room floods, that's an immediate problem, right? Mm -hmm. Do you bulldoze the house? No. This is what NFL teams do all the time. Well, the quarterback says he's not the guy. Oh, you got to go get another one. Well, is he the guy? Eh, probably not then why are you doing this think about the who are the best teams in this league historic last 20 years who are the best teams in this league the new england patriots and how many quarterbacks have they drafted in the first three rounds in the last 20 years one one next kansas city chiefs one mm-hmm. uh, tampa bay you throw them in there? I don't know. No. See, he, that's Tom <laughs> that Brady. fit your narrative. No, because they're not. They were actually historically pretty god-awful. Then you added Tom oh, Brady. That's true. Yeah. There you go. I'm looking for sustained oh, over the last 20 yeah, years. Baltimore Ravens. Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh, yeah, Baltimore yeah, Ravens. Yeah, yeah. You know what they all have in common? They don't play this chase a quarterback like a dog chasing its tail. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. And it is super comical to me how easy it is for people to get swayed on that. Look back. Do yourself a favor. Look back through the last 20 years of NFL drafts. Figure out how many franchise quarterbacks there were. Franchise. Would have been great on any team. Yep. If you get to five, you're doing it wrong. And then all you have to do is play the shell game. Would Josh Allen be this good if he'd gone to the Jets? No. No. Would Sam Darnold be this bad if he'd gone to Buffalo? No. No. And you can do that with most of these guys. So, it, it, and I go back to the house reference of most of these teams have leaky pipes. 
Oh, yeah. I, you know, the, the structure's good. The house is still standing. You take Carolina. The defense is good, good and young. You've got good weapons, all of these things. But you're missing a, you're missing a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so you want to just demolish the house. That gets really expensive to break it all down and build it back together. It's much easier to just call a plumber. Yeah. Tyler Cunningham in the YouTube comments says, if Sam Darnold played every game like he did the Cowboys game, they'd have made the playoffs last Yep, and you want me to tell you a fun story about that game? It's the highest-rated offensive line blocking score they had the entire year. Mm -hmm. You give him protection, maybe there's something there. And then all the drops that he dealt with as well. Like I feel like everybody just glosses over that. He had two guys in the top four of drops in the NFL last year. Right. Or top five. I can't remember where they wound up. They were one and two at one time. Right. Between Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they totaled like 28 drops or something last year. Which is insane. But oh, somehow that's, that's, that's Sam Darnold's fault. Well, I mean, it's what people do. The The win-loss record of the quarterback, it's it, it doesn't pass the smell test. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sam Darnold's win-loss record is terrible. Yeah, and Alex Smith was great. You think Sam Darnold and Alex Smith are that different? Because I don't. Right. Now, the Panthers making a move to get Baker Mayfield shouldn't even be considered. No. And I don't think I don't think Scott Fitter even thinks about that. Jimmy G's a different story, though. We'll talk about that coming up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole tent and kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Back here in the sportsocracy, talking Panthers football. And what are the Panthers going to do? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Hopefully not in the first round at number six overall. Uh, hopefully that goes an offensive lineman. Your number one need. Protect whoever you're going to have back there. When it comes to veterans, we know that there was the report that there was no interest on either side between the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield to him landing there, which I'm going to stick by that and go, that was the smartest thing that's ever been reported. Then there's Jimmy G. Jimmy G still could be a possibility. San Francisco 49ers want to move on 
to the Trey Lance era, correct? They don't yes. want to have this situation with Jimmy G still hanging around for year two of Trey Lance. But do they want it enough to eat salary? Because I no. feel like that at this point, that's what you're going to have to do if you want Jimmy out of the out of the building. This is the biggest misnomer of the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, that they're just going to give him a way to get him out of the way. That's not going to happen. But they're going to have to eat some of it, correct? Not necessarily. To get a deal done? Not necessarily. Okay. I think San Francisco is content to just sit around and wait for camp to happen. And if somebody gets hurt, prey on somebody's desperation. The Carolina thing is laughably stupid to me. Really? Who does that benefit? To bring Jimmy G mm-hmm. in? I so mean, if you're would... a fitterer, you're tying yourself to an injury-prone quarterback, you're going to be spending a billion dollars at quarterback in, in, in the first year of this. Mm-hmm. What, what sense does that make? Well, I mean, if you want to win And now. you're tying him to Matt Rule, and nothing Matt Rule has ever done makes real sense with Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I could see that. That makes no sense. Jonathan Alexander, Panthers beat writer for the Charlotte Observer, um, wrote on uh, the Blue uh, Blue Wire's The Roar podcast that that's the one that makes sense. If it was I, I would going need that be, explained in very finite detail. That if you were going to get a veteran quarterback that's available on the market, Jimmy G's got to be the one that that needs to be explained to you because I, I think that's in this knowledge. in this system. Why does that make any sense? Is Jimmy Garoppolo the, the solution for the future? No. No. Then why would you do that? Do, do you feel like you have the coach in place? Do you feel like everything's in place except the quarterback? No. No. Then why would you do that? Makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Are they a Super Bowl contender with Jimmy Garoppolo? No, but they'd be much closer. What? It's 17? You're going to spend this much money to be a mediocre team in the NFL at mm-hmm. best? Mm-hmm. More likely, based on his history, he's going to miss six games, and you're going to be stuck with Sam Darnold the same way you, way you were before. Right. So you think San Francisco is stuck and they're okay with what they got? I think San Francisco is fine to go into next year with Garoppolo and Trey Lance both on the roster. Okay. I don't think they have any fear of that. And I'll tell you why I feel that way, because I've already watched them do it once with Alex Smith. I understand the brain trust is different. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 skeleton of that franchise is not different. And they waited around, and I ah, never know. And then the next thing you know, oh, off to Washington you go. Yeah. Because a desperate team came with a desperate offer. And it worked. Yeah. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't think he fits at all in Carolina? No. Why not? For the same reasons I've already said. Do you think this team is drastically better with him? No, then why would you? You're already hemorrhaged draft capital-wise. You pick at six, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you could trade down. With who exactly? Right. Who exactly is clamoring to get into the top ten of this draft? The answer is no one. Well, maybe if it's someone after drake london you said earlier today drake london will not, not get out tra- of the top 10 you're not no i said jameson williams wouldn't or get out of the top me, 10 that's the one why would i trade up to six the giants are no risk of doing that mm-hmm. the falcons are really no risk of doing that uh, seattle if they moved off dk or, or tyler lockett maybe but mm-hmm. i don't think so if you're gonna do that why would i not trade up to 10 with the jets and save myself a third round pick 
I don't have to trade up with you. Mm-hmm. And there's le- the, the lower I move up, the less risk there is to me. There's nothing there that makes any sense. Also, what are you? What exactly do you think you're going to give San Francisco? You think they're going to give him to you for a fourth round pick? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I think this was more of a discussion of gun to the head. You have you're you're going to get a veteran presence. That's the one you would take, and that's that's to me again. I'll say it, it, it common knowledge. You would take, I didn't say to me, I disagree. You would take Jimmy G over Baker Mayfield. I mean, sheer talent, but you got to factor in the situation. There's much more that goes to that. It's not like it's not like we're sitting here picking dodgeball teams. Like, well, you got to take somebody. No, you can sit pat with what you have, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you should do. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, that was a convenience store that uh, wound up on the wrong side of the law up in New Jersey, and they were doing crimes, obviously. Investigators seized $243,000 and more than 100 pounds of marijuana during an investigation into an alleged drug convenience store where customers would be greeted at the door so this so this is a convenience store that it looks like that on the outside and you see people leaving this business with you know convenience store things candies and chips and and all of that but what tipped people off to there's something up about this convenience store is that they had armed guards at the door. You had to go into the store. You had That's a to, bad sign. Yeah, you had to uh, surrender your cell phone. They would not allow you to carry your cell phone into the convenience store to go get your chips or your beef jerky or whatever it was that you were going to come out with. And, yes, they were putting all of the crimes into bags that looked like popular food items such as Cheetos, Lifesavers, Nerds, and Skittles. And they were obviously selling edibles and actually, you know, leaf marijuana. It was a four-week investigation into this business, and they seized, like I said, $243,000 worth of drugs from this business not only marijuana but it was a whole mess of other illegal crimes that were being doled out as well i just i feel like that is the dumbest thing that you could do to i mean that kind of thing draws attention don't you think if you got an armed security guard standing outside of your business that's and it's not like it's out in the middle of nowhere or it's conspicuous at all it's in the middle of a giant shopping center that's got a barber shop next to it it's it's like come on guys how did you not know that you were going to get popped for this for doing the crimes two people have been charged in that and uh police also seizing 48 packets of heroin from this bust Criminals have never been accused of being rocket surgeons. That's true. My story comes from the county of Wellington in Ontario, Canada. 
they had road work happening, and so they put up a one of those little mobile signs. You see these electronic billboards on the side of roads all the time. And what the sign said was, watch your speed, broken pavement. That's a, okay. that's yeah. a nice thing. That's a, that's a civil service to tell you that, that we're working on the road, avoid these potholes so as to not damage your car. Well, earlier this week, the sign changed. Now the sign reads, have you seen my wheels? Because hmm. someone did crimes and stole the wheels off the motorized little electronic billboard. Oh, and so the county of Wellington went in, reprogrammed it, and said, have you seen my wheels? This was three days ago. As of this moment, there have been no reports as to where the wheels could have gone or what you could possibly have done with them. Uh, we're building a go-kart. They look like lawnmower tires, so I don't really know what it is that you would do with them when you have procured them. You should check every Boy Scout who's building a soapbox derby car. Well, here's the thing that apparently these criminals didn't know when they find them. That is a felony because that is government property. So your $8 wheels are a felony. Nice. More rocket surgeon criminals. Good night. I would imagine the, the stones that it takes. I just to do that I, I've always wondered how do people get by with that and nobody see it. There was a sign. I'm not going to say this. It was not this city, but it was a city I've lived in. Mm-hmm. There was a sign that was in a kind of an innocuous part of town, and it the, the the area that it was pointing out was kind of funny. I bet that sign has been stolen fifty times. How? It's riveted into concrete. Right. Like somebody's up there with a with, with a kettling torch just burning this thing off and nobody says anything. I will never figure that out. Well, now I want to know what the sign says. I can't tell you. Is this like the Clinton prosperity sign on the uh on the highway? It's it's similar to similar that, to but that? it's not that. Okay. But people would steal that sign just over and over and over again, and they just would make a new one, put it up, and then it would get stolen again. Yep. And nobody ever saw anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you go in the deep, darkest parts of night when there is no traffic, I don't know. This was on the interstate. There is no deepest, darkest part of night. Well, uh, and then there's also, I don't know, you just roll up in a truck, have like a... But it's not like you can just take out your. You you can't just take out your ratchet set and go, "Hey, Ma, I got us a sign." (laughs) This would be a whole process. It wouldn't take ten seconds where you just go, "Hey, I got it." If you look like a road crew, how many people are gonna say, "Hey, there's something wrong with that"? I'm gonna venture that anybody that does that, they might look like a road crew, but they don't look like a road crew. Mm. I'm gonna bet they look like me possibly you can infer from that whatever you choose <laughs> uh i saw a, a a poll that is has upset me a little bit this poll was done and sports fans were asked who are the greatest coaches of all time and i don't necessarily disagree with the most popular answers in this but the fact that so many coaches got votes and none of them were, well, attached to any of my teams, it kind of upsets me. 
Uh, all right, I'll ask you, Jeremy, if I was going to ask you this question, we're doing the phone poll, and I say, uh, you know, Mr. Sports Fan, who's the greatest coach of all time? What is your answer going to be? The greatest sports coach of all time. Greatest sports coach of all time. Does not matter what sport, team, anything like that. Just greatest coach all time. Well, baseball is completely out. Uh, hockey is completely out. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at basketball. So greatest in basketball is Coach K and Dean Smith. Greatest in the NBA is Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson. Greatest in the NFL, I would say Bill Belichick and Bill Walsh. College football, Nick Saban. Okay. There's my seven off the top of my head. That's some very very good, all all very good answers. Bill Belichick, A number one. He got the most support. Second, well, tied actually for first, was Vince Lombardi. The guy they named Stop. the Lombardi Trophy after Stop. won five NFL titles. I get that it was in the nineteen. There were also eight teams. Like, okay, calm down. Ten uh, percent of respondents said Bill Belichick uh, or uh, Lombardi. Phil Jackson came in at second, tied with John Madden, which I feel like is video game related. Oh, and that's fine. I, I can get down with Madden. He was also a great broadcaster, and he had one of the greatest voices ever. They were at 7% apiece. John Wooden got the most recognition for college basketball, obviously winning 11 national titles with UCLA. I'm I'm not going to object to that, but I have the same qualm with that that I have with Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had, he, he had 4% of the return. Then at 3%, you had four guys. Tom Landry, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Mike Ditka, stop. <laughs> Nick Saban, and Mike Shashevsky. From there, the list goes: Tony Dungy, Greg Popovich, Don Shula, Joe Paterno, Bobby Knight, and Bear Bryant. No mention of Dean, of or Dean Roy. Smith or Roy Williams. This is insanity to me. Well, I mean, you're a Carolina fan, so it's really insanity. The Dean part of that is absurd. But you didn't find more than 1% of your respondents that even mentioned their names? That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you also got to realize, I think we've come to a a point in life, and now, yes, I do see the irony that we do polls every day, and I'm about to say what I'm about to say. (laughs) Polls are not necessarily the most accurate way to determine something. Yeah, depends on who you're polling. Does Depends it on though? what the cross tabs are. Does it though? I mean, you, you ever see a poll and go, "Yeah, they got that right." That that's a hundred percent right. Oh no! You could do a poll right now on Twitter of what day is it, and twenty percent of people would not answer Friday. I just find it weird that you did this. You you did this survey. It was like fourteen hundred people were asked, and you got more people that said Bobby Knight is a better basketball coach then Dean Smith doesn't make sense to me. The, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I they must have been 800 years old. I, I don't I don't get that. It's still, you say Bobby Knight over Dean Smith? Right. That's that's insanity. That's I just I take polls with a grain of salt. As it's just like should. Creed making it into the fi- into the elite eight. Oh, you know, that's that. we know that you're sitting around listening to your Creed bangers. There's, there's there's no doubt about that. There's no one doing that except for you. If you go on Spotify and listen to Creed, 
uh, Scott Stapp gets an alert on his message. Go, oh, Jeremy's listening to us again. Uh, that's awesome. fine. That's I mean, he's a bit of a kooky madooky, but we could be friends because <laughs> you're the only one. Because every other time you got it on like a mix station, or whether it be on, obviously you should use the iHeartRadio app for all of your uh, listening. But even on a mix station, when Creed comes on, you're hitting that skip button. I know. Thumb it down. You so hopefully you never have to listen to it again. Well, I just heard the news today. Would you stop that? Uh, it's better than Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, defending. I just it, it got me all in my feelings that there was no mention of Dean Smith, Mike Shashevsky obviously belongs on this list but dean definitely needs to be on this list of bobby knight stop uh, uh, it clarence engel in our comments said no votes for gino Ariema either i am not gonna lie i i thought that hmm. the last time he didn't go to the final four i think i was a junior in high school mm-hmm. there's a very simple reason for that well and and we all know the reasons and saying to me that's dumb Anytime somebody's that that is that is that great, they deserve the credit. I mean, I, look, I know Gino's a jerk. Mm-hmm. There are many, many stories about that. Me being me, I guess I can kind of sympathize with that. That you don't necessarily get the credit saying, that I'm you not, deserve for being a jerk. Look, I'm not saying what he has what he has done at UConn is not a great thing. But also, when you get the best players every year because mm-hmm. you are solely you, well, here's that's the, the way I felt about Pat Summit as well. Well, here's the thing: I could say the same thing about John Wooden. So, <laughs> when John Wooden I mean, was doing all of his things, there were about four schools that actually could compete with him. That's true as well. I'm not saying he wasn't great. I'm just saying what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> right? Hashtag birds aren't real. Right. One of the greatest of all time. Those those coaches belong in the discussion of greatest coaches of all time, sure. But I don't know. I, I've just always felt like there was a giant discrepancy in talent. I feel like you find these myopic little polls that say things that would perturb me. Mm-hmm. My computer has a filter for that. Like, nope, that's that risks no. him putting his fist through me. So I'm not going to show him that. Well, no, you just get on social media and worry about what one random person says rather than. Oh, you know. I don't. I don't ever worry about what ran, one random person says. Now, I will say through the mock drafts, I have figured out that I do have a weakness in that if you say something derogatory about me, I'm going to try to find a way to incite you further than I already have. Mm-hmm. Call it a character flaw. HWA pointed that out to me. She went through the YouTube comments and was like, why have you only responded to the negative ones? And I went, you know, I did not know that about myself. You don't even like thumbs up, like on the on the it's, ones that are complimentary? Once the once all the mock drafts are out, I'll go through and, and, and do them all. But it's all right. It's a, it's a very aggressive process because I want to give real, honest, good answers. Right. Well, yeah, I've been at, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've been asked about two players that I have never heard of really that's hard to do for you to ask me about a play i was watching sam houston state tape at three o'clock this morning for you to ask me about somebody that i go that could be the guy that just redid my right. deck and i i would totally believe that i was gonna say when you when you have a guy on your big board from wachita baptist college 
That would be Gregory Jr. Uh-huh. And he's Phenomenal. higher on your list than I've seen him on anybody else's mm-hmm. list. I feel like you've done your due diligence. You can't really I don't think anybody can say I haven't done my due. You can disagree with me. All you want. Wachita Baptist. But that kid's good. Mm-hmm. That kid's real good, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that Traylon Burke said uh, he would have went to Wachita Baptist. He didn't care. He didn't care about going to a big school. No. That he's from that he's from that town. Could you imagine that would have been the best D three team ever? If they had Gregory Jr. on one side and <laughs> and Traylon Burks on the other side, it's a pretty good team. All right, you ready to make the folks some money? We got five on it. There's only two games in the NBA tonight, and frankly, I ain't betting baseball. So, it's going to sound similar to the last hour, but it'll give you a confidence rating. First, I got 25 on it. Pelicans and the Clippers, neither one of them can play dead in the Western, and I feel like Vegas is hedging their bets here. I think we all know how this is going to go. With no Paul George, the Clippers are just bad, 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 bad. And this is not going to be... I think it'll be closer than Vegas obviously does. They can't move the number, but so much when Paul George is deemed out to protect themselves. They got this wrong. I'm going over it. Get 20, I got 25 on it, over 215 and a half between the Pelicans and the Clippers. Next, I got 50 on it. I just, you know what? I'm riding this. I, I feel like Jared Allen's going to play, and I feel like people are absolutely losing their mind on the Hawks because they scored a jillion points against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Secret time, a lot of people score a lot of points against Charlotte. At full strength, this Cleveland team is different. I don't understand why people undervalue Jared Allen so much. Vegas is hedging, but as of right now, 94% of money is on the Hawks. Virtually any time I see that, I'm going to be on the other side. I got 50 on it. Cleveland Cavaliers plus the two. Finally, I got 100 on it. The New Orleans Pelicans New Orleans Pelicans are a different team. Now, look, they're going to go into the next round, and it's going to get bad, 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 bad against the Phoenix Suns. Uh-huh. But one last hurrah. They look like they should have been singing one shining moment as they knocked out the Spurs. They get one more shot to do it. Give me the Pelicans. I got 100 on it. Minus one against the Clippers. Take those wagers to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. Rob Johnson, or excuse me, uh, Tyler Cunningham says he was surprised, Jeremy, that you didn't say Bobby Bowden, uh, the greatest coaches of all time. You all know. There's only two coaches in the world that are associated with Dad Gummit. It's Roy Williams and Bobby Bowden, and they both should have been on there. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. Coming up next, Jeremy will be mad here on ESPN Asheville. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Henry Andersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer, and the good ones, somehow, a little better. 
This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties Kellogg's Townhouse or Club Crisp Crackers, two for $5. Select sizes and varieties Starbucks Coffee, $7.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mills Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. It's the freaking weekend, baby, I'm about to have me some fun. All right, Jeremy. This is your uh, this is your happy moment. He told me I'm not really mad. I'm happy today. Uh, this is usually the spot where I complain about something. But a, it's Friday. B, it's draft season. And C, we got some of the best news humanly possible earlier today. This is from Dick Vital on Twitter. Just received great news versus lymphoma from Dr. Brown. He said that after analyzing my blood work, I'm clear to ring the bell. This is my March Madness championship. I'm going to be honest with you, no matter how you feel about Dick Vitale as a commentator, A, college basketball is better with him, and B, this is something that should kick your weekend off with great news because it is great to hear that he can ring the bell. Congratulations to, to Dickie V, and I can't wait to see you back on the sidelines. I didn't realize how bad I was going to miss him mm-hmm. until you spent this entire season with no Dickie V. Right. He is the quintessential I, – I would argue he is the most identifiable part of college basketball. Agreed. And great news heading into the weekend to hear that he can ring the bell and is officially cancer-free and will hopefully be on a sideline near you very, very soon. Absolutely. I always thought that was the biggest kick in the tuchus of the one guy who has done the most to promote the Jimmy V Foundation and raise all of these millions upon millions of dollars for cancer winds up getting it himself. So great news that he is going to uh, – or that he is in remission, no signs of cancer right now for Dickie V. Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember I remember as a kid, I did a project in middle school of the, the job that you wanted in the future. Dickie V was my guy. He I did the whole thing on how I could become the next Dickie V. Now, obviously, I never lived up to that, but, you know, eh, eh, still early. I'm still young. Still got a lot left in me. Yeah, you wound uh, up talking sports with a guy that looks borderline homeless. <laughs> uh yeah have you picked your usfl team yet uh houston gamblers that's not even debatable okay i should have known that's, i should have known it's the 100 percent right call it's the best logo it's the best branding now here's the question how much of them how much of it am i going to watch probably zero probably zero you won't even you won't even tune in for the playoffs of the usfl uh, i don't know it just this is you're choosing a bad time here I'm buried in draft stuff. That's that. That I am completely one track mind. Yeah, I just I'm footballed out. Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm ready to. I'm ready to see what this looks like. The new rules and all of that. The the Tampa Bay Bandits are back. I remember. I never saw a Tampa Bay Bandits game because I was too young when the first USFL came around. But because I have family that lives in the Tampa area, I always had Tampa Bay Bandit stuff. We had hats and shirts, and we had little souvenir cups that our family would send us. So I, Tampa Bay, that's that's my team, and I'm going to be interested to see what this all looks like. I mean, yes, I'm going to be more interested when the XFL rolls around because I'm more attached to their coaches and whatnot, but usfl kicks off this weekend we got the nascar dirt race up at bristol coming up on sunday night that's going to be a whole lot of fun i'm fortunate enough to be able to go and experience it live but it's going to be a hell of a tv product as well you got nba playoffs golf going on down in hilton head south carolina 
There's, there's a, a lot little, going on. There's a little something for everybody this no weekend. No doubt. And for me, I hope that includes a nap. A, na- a, nap. a nap. I need a Be nap. Be sure to uh, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel so you get all of our team-by-team content as we continue to roll out the A-plus perfect Chris Farley mock drafts. Every team, send him, send Jeremy the worst possible messages you could send him because I love to see his face when he sees them. Uh, and your, your response is going to sound something like this. Uh, yes, subscribe to the channel. We will be back here on Monday at 3 on ESPN Asheville.